Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, my sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we're having a conversation that I have been um, attempting to coordinate for a little while now. Actually, Casper, um, I attempted to coordinate this conversation with Casper, I think, four years ago. <laughs> Casper, you're so patient with me. Um, Logan came on the scene, and now we have this amazing conversation that I've been looking forward to having for a very long time because... And I might get super emotional, but I, I feel like this conversation is not being had. And I really have this like crazy, um, I'm being a bit mama bear on this one too. So that's probably why. And I really feel like this voice needs to be heard. So if I cry a lot in the show, it's because I love you guys. And I'm so fucking grateful for people in the world that are willing to be this vulnerable and have this conversation with, you know, this woman who appears to be hetero white girl, but we know that's not true. So so what are we going to talk about today? Guys, we're going to talk about your lives and some things you've gone through and some shit and maybe some good stuff too. And maybe some like super survival things that have occurred too in your life. And um, when Casper got in, I was like, so we're going to talk about like, you know, the, the key things for survival, which really come down to things like love and belonging, um, power, freedom, and enjoyment. And I'd like to know uh, like we're going to kind of break it down on each level and I'd like to hear from both of you like um, I'm going to start with you Logan like in your life you know I've heard like uh, I'm going to preface this by saying you know there are so many such psychological evaluations that say that you might not have been loved in your life if this is what you've you're having and choosing and this not, it's a choice this is not who you are so so Logan is it true have you been loved I have a lot of people that love me yes I do I'm very blessed in that way awesome um yes so in love too let's look at the relationships mm -hmm. of love too and then um Casper will head over to you but I'd like to look at that so yeah you've actually felt love so that's not you know as much as probably anybody has felt loved right like I'm sure we could all go about that parenting thing just bit, but whatever. Um, in in relationships, how has that been for you? Like, has love been something that you've been that's been available to you? Have you felt loved intimately? Like, has there been any issues that way? Well, I've had tons of issues with women. Um, I oh, okay. So, so my last two partners, the second to last, um, I came out trans and I was with her. Um, I was all said I had seen them at CAMH. I went in for the counseling session. I was approved for sur surgery, everything. She, uh, <clears throat> she said, she said, I don't want you. I don't want a guy. She said, I don't, I, I, I don't want a guy. And so anyways, and I was just crazy about it. And um, she was a narcissist, turns out. But, uh, 
<laughs> it's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> We've all had that, Logan. You're not you alone. Know? <laughs> anyway, so finally, uh, yeah, when we broke, I broke up with her because she was, she just wasn't going to get me anywhere where I needed to go. And I was starting to go places in my career and in my life. And she was sitting on ODSP doing nothing, watching her phone while I was going to school and learning and working and making money and doing, you know, and paying the rent and, you know, all of it. So, and so it just, after a while, got old and I broke up with her. I said, uh, I said, you need to buy July. I was very nice and it was amicable. We didn't fight. We, we, we see each other. We say hello. Um, but she wasn't supportive. And so I put off my transition with her. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, so the next relationship was with an older woman who was uh, about 10 years older than me, 11. And uh, she, she was straight. And I was happy with that, you know, like I, I, I want, that's what I want is somebody who's straight because lesbians don't want a guy. It just doesn't work out. It's funny, I tried right? That. Yeah, no, they don't want to, they don't want a trans guy, straight, straight girls love trans guys. <laughs> don't True story. Come on. <laughs> it's kind of really freaking hot. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just saying yeah but uh so my my last relationship which was three years ago I've been single for three years um she was straight and I wasn't boy enough by the end so wow. do you know what I mean so I either wasn't yeah. I, I either was too boy or I wasn't boy enough so she she wanted the real deal she can I say something sexual? <laughs> That's what this you is can. about right can I tell you that yeah I mean you heard the intro partner, right my last partner made me warm up my strap. <laughs> oh, really? Because like, your strap which is like is fine. Like hey, hey, it was fine. I don't mind doing that, but she didn't like it anyway. She didn't like it the way it felt. She didn't like it, and sorry, that's <laughs> all I got. Look, I love that. You know what? <laughs> I tried. I've never considered that. I tried. Never considered ones that. with her. Yeah. So it wasn't. It was. It was that she. She liked the real deal. You know what I mean? Like. Right. Which is hey, whatever, but waste of my two years, and she was crazy too. So and an investment in strap-ons. I know, right? I've got like four. <laughs> and none of them heat up. Now there's something they need to do. They actually get them to yeah. heat up. Yeah, what? yeah, I think so. How do I not I know about that? Now. Yeah, I think oh, they that's do sweet. Now some kind of like I don't I don't know, but yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Come on. They have everything. There's, I know, there's like biofeedback stuff too, right? Yes. So we're going to head over to Casper, who actually know Casper. I know, I know a lot of people who know Casper. So um, Casper, we're going to go there. We're going to talk about love. Have you felt loved right. in your life? Well, I've always felt loved, yeah. I've always had the uh, family aspect, friend aspect, every, everything else. I've always been loved that way. Um, Obviously, it was a rough time when I started to transition. <clears throat> then I wasn't, eh, well, it felt, it felt more as if I wasn't, but I knew that I was loved. I have such a strong family, so I know. But um, realistically, my whole life, I've always been loved, no matter what, myself, not what I have myself. That's really what my family is pointing. Yeah, they're loving you for you, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Rather than loving me for for what I have in it. Yeah. But 
that family see that. <laughs> so can we go there on relationships? How has the intimacy been? How have the relationships been? Oh, uh, for for my life, really, I'm I've been always loved in that way. Um, never have been shamed. But um, if always had this this uh, persona, I suppose that you know. Right? <laughs> but um, yeah, I've always been loved um, sexually and everything else good so really quickly cool. like <laughs> so yeah it's uh always been loved so and you're currently with a partner correct i am yeah yeah and are you loving that uh, yeah yeah i'm awesome. actually her first partner <laughs> oh wow ever yeah so it, it, wow it's you got a, a virgin bond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, dude. <laughs> I popped, a, I popped a few virgins in my time. I understand that. It's pretty sweet. Well, it's I like mean, you're I young. <laughs> you're lucky. And, and <laughs> yeah, like it. It, it kind of went weird. I was married. Uh, I was with a girl since high school, and we were together for seven years. And we ended up getting married. And the eighth year, we broke it off. And and that. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So it's uh, it's been a wild ride. I finally found uh, a love that I can't replace. So that's awesome, and I'm so happy to hear that because um, I do know I, I know when Casper was getting married, there was a lot of conversation in our community. We live in a small community, and like I know Casper's family, right? And he's hearing stuff. It was, and it was rough. But yeah, it was right. rough. It was definitely rough. Like I could could only uh, imagine because I've not experienced it, what it was like to have all these different opinions coming at you. Like I had opinions coming at me when I had my kid, and that was enough. Never mind everything else that you had coming at you. So we're gonna go on to that next that next like survival thing that we need so bad about belonging and. And Logan, how have you felt in your life around belonging? Have you felt like you belong? I've never fit in anywhere. <laughs> Ever. Neither I didn't fit in in first grade. I didn't fit in in kindergarten. I didn't fit in in daycare. <laughs> I've always been an odd duck. <laughs> I can actually imagine you in daycare being a freaking holy terror. I was. Awesome. I was a bad kid. I got <laughs> bouncing off the walls. Oh, yes. Oh yes, I'm the opposite of the way I was when I was a kid. I don't know what. That's really funny. So yes, oh, so belonging has always been a bit of a. a oh yeah, thing, I've man. never fit. Yeah. I've I I I I I've never fit in anywhere. I don't know if that has to do with being trans or um, or just being sensitive or you know being HSP, you know, hypersensitive. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. You know, I I I think maybe both um do you ever feel like have you ever like gone to things where you're trying to like i'm gonna find my trans community and see if i fit in there or was that never like did that ever appeal to you no not really i um i'm kind of a loner um i think casper was the first guy yeah casper's the first guy i talked to other than a guy that i know in the states online i met in a game 
who's trans that I talk to once in a while about stuff. Um, I did ask Casper some, you know, some stuff the other day about tea because I'm on four months tea now. And um, yeah. so for those of you me. who don't know the lingo, tea is testosterone. Oh, yes, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I just asked him some questions. So yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, like, I mean, I know Casper now. Uh, on my Facebook is Casper and Peyton, two trans guys, that's it. And a trans girl, Corey. So, you know, I have three trans, two, uh, yeah, three trans friends now. Mm-hmm. So I'm not out, no, out there meet, meeting people. Now. Would I like to be, I don't know, it depends. I, I find some, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm very weird about who I, in my circle, right? Um, yeah. So. Safety things too. I think it comes down to that, right? Well, sometimes me, you get to these people who are fishing too, right? And they're just trying to yeah. find. Yeah. 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 So I just keep my circle small. So um, cool. I find it's less drama <laughs> as well. <laughs> um, I have tons of friends. I just spend a lot of time alone, and I enjoy my alone time. So cool. Well, you're not totally alone, right? Because you have a really cool dog. Yeah, and I told him he has to be quiet. (laughs) I put him on his bed. I said, be quiet. (laughs) That's funny. So, Casper, let's head over to you before our our next commercial, our first commercial slash next commercial. Um, What was it like for you in the sense of belonging? Well, I, um, I belonged in the group of uh, little boys. <laughs> that's where I belonged. <laughs> and that's where I stuck all the time, in school, uh, kindergarten, all throughout, really, even grade school. I always hung out with the guys, and that was just how it was. And they, they accepted me um, in a way that it, w- it wasn't, they didn't put me as, you know, oh, you're one of my guy friends, but they accepted me. And, and it was, it's nice to look back to know that I was accepted in that way. Um, I mean, now I had my obviously girlfriends and whatnot, but for the most part, I was always out, you know, in the dirt playing with the kids, with the boys, <laughs> and you know, it was it was easy. I, I had a I had a pretty good time in school, I really did, um, until I got to high school. That's where it got a little rough. Mm-hmm. It um, kind of went downhill from there the bathroom going into classes going certain places in the school I just kind of stayed away from them <laughs> I did my best so it, it was it was a rough time in school um in high school but like I said grade school kindergarten it was great really you were um mentioning because I actually didn't know your like whole backstory I, I didn't realize that you that you were like so aware of yourself by the time you were in grade 11, that, you know, people knew you were like out and open about it, which is amazing. Um, Especially amazing knowing where we live in this super small hick town that is mind mind blowing, even if, you know, like, it's just, it's, it's really like, you think you're in the North backwards of Alabama, (laughs) (laughs) but we're in Ontario. (laughs) Yeah. It was, it, it was, um, honestly, like I said, I couldn't have had it any better. Of course I knew what to stay away from. And I think that's what kind of helped 
um, I knew where not to go. And yeah. I kind of involved myself with those certain people and those types of groups. Uh, that that was kind of when I got into issues, and that's when I of, and that's when. No, there was this, even this one time, <clears throat> I was, you know, I had to go to the washroom. So here I am in grade 11, and at this point, I'm starting the transition. I haven't started testosterone. It's been pre-testosterone. And I went into the girls' washroom like normal. And so my friends are waiting outside for me. If there was a teacher um, that came out of the bathroom, and she did not know what it was, uh, she goes, what are you doing in here? I almost got suspended for going into the bathroom. And I said to her, I said, I can't do anything about it. I said, if I went to the boys' bathroom, I'd be, like, beat up, really, because yeah. there's a lot of, you know, situations Homophobia, around that, Homophobia, transphobia, phobia, phobia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, realistically, I just kind of stayed away from it. I, I did my best, and I worse rather than go to school. Wow. I had a girl scream yeah. in the bathroom. <laughs> Scream yeah, at it's, you? It's scary. Sometimes, I walked in. Sometimes. <laughs> I was in. I was in Jackson Square, uh, and uh, and this was pre T. <laughs> I went in the bathroom, the women's bathroom, and I went around the corner, and the lady went, Ah! <laughs> wow! Like people can yeah. grow up. Like you know what I did? Yeah, I I'm just, looking forward to when <laughs> we need some new bathrooms out there, people. The government happens to be listening. We need to put some policies in place for some new bathrooms and change rooms and things. That would be great. Yeah. There's, you know what yeah. I noticed at the honors, they have family restrooms now. So that's cool. Yeah. Like I'm noticing cool. them go up in Walmart here. Cool. So we're going to head to our first commercial, guys. Um, so everybody, and while we're on commercial, we all have to be quiet because everybody can hear everything. So we are listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? <laughs> Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. 
This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, I am having a conversation about transformation and transition with two of my fabulous guests. We're having a conversation right now. With, I'm having a conversation with my two trans guests. And I'm having super fun because this is a conversation I've been like trying to coordinate for a while now and uh, create. And I also have wanted to hear from the perspective of people who have lived it rather than me trying to give you information from, you know, interviewing them on the side and then telling you what they said. I'd rather have these conversations up front. So I'm very, very grateful for uh, this opportunity to have these conversations. And it's a, you know, it's a super vulnerable topic. So for those of you out there who, if you're, if you're listening to this or if you're watching this and you're thinking, I don't understand, I don't really care if you understand. It doesn't really matter if you understand. If you have a heart and you're willing to listen, cool. And if you don't, you can go listen to something else. It's like that easy. So we're here having a conversation about people's lives, right? And I've had lots of conversations about people's lives. And, you know, when I talk to my friend who's a BDSM life coach and she tells you all about spanking, you guys all get turned on. So if you're all good with that, then keep your minds open. We're having this conversation. So Logan was just like, oh, spanking? It's like, where do I find this person? <laughs> so... I'll hook you up. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> you said BDSM, you know who? <laughs> you know who? <laughs> That's right. I'll hook you up. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and now my head is spinning and my fantasies are running and I gotta get back on track. This is a fun conversation. <laughs> so we're talking about survive like some key things for survival here because you know a lot of times uh, from people I've spoken with and um, life in general I mean it doesn't have to be that you're trans that you've experienced these things but um, I tell you that it's probably a hell of a lot harder when you're trans to try and do some of these things in life like the belonging right and like Logan was like I never belong well, can I tell you a story about this kind of thing? You sure can. So I, I'm a member of a pretty large networking group. Well, I've been a member of two, but it's a large networking organization. And I joined uh, a group of 50 business people. And when I joined, I went in uh, and I didn't tell them my pronouns. And so I was being called she, her uh, for about a year. After about a year, I sent a letter to my group, the whole entire group, and I said, hey, guys, I hate to tell this to you, but you got it wrong. And they were all like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I was like, no, 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 this is my fault. You know, I should have went in there and said, hey, you know, this is, this is my problem. I was afraid. I was scared. I've never fit in anywhere. I didn't know much about business at the time. I was a, I was a new business owner. I I 
I was learning, you know, a lot from, from, from people and I didn't want to lose business. I didn't want them to not like me. Uh, you know, there were so many uh, factors that, and it was scary. I was, it was so hard for me to talk and I stood up and, and I would give presentations in front of 50 people. And it was the hardest thing I ever did. And I had to do it as a girl to them. Right. Like, but, but you know what, they, right. it was my own fault. Like I didn't, I didn't tell them, but I told them a couple, uh, about a, two years, no, maybe a year and a half ago. And um, so everybody knows now. And, and there's people on my Facebook that are following my transition. I've got a lot of supporters. One of my clients is on, I see her right now, Karen. Um, you know, so yes. yeah, I've, I'm, I'm grateful. I've got, my group loves me, both groups, my old group and my new group, everybody's awesome. Um, I was afraid for nothing, for nothing. For no reason, really, honestly, no, I, I, honestly, I Logan, for no I, reason. I don't think that's true. I think you're just freaking really aware of how much backlash there is and how so many other people have not had it that easy. So I don't think that was unfounded. I had a lot of backlash. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think it came from when I lived in Tennessee. I lived in Tennessee for 26 years, and <clears throat> I was a butch lesbian in Tennessee. That's and hardcore. and people would people would they knew I was a I was a female you know female at the time and they would they would bump they would purposefully say sir or you know things like this to like try to like poke me you know like one time there was a truck running by uh, Walmart and um and it, he just like sped up as fast as he could go and and out the window faggot just like that and and just like he almost hit me you know so. And then, I mean, there's just so many times in Tennessee, Walgreens yeah. wouldn't even let me go in their store. They said, you have to leave. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Wow. They can do that there. And I think they still can, to be honest. It's, it's, it, it was bad there. So, so when I got here and I joined this group, I'm like, oh, you know, God, you no know? kidding. So, because by the you time had a I little trauma like, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite a bit in Tennessee. As a, as a butch lesbian, right, before I came out. So I had a lot, a lot of trauma. And so coming out trans was like, oh, man. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, being a butch lesbian was like here in Canada was like, whatever. But being Every a trans person guy a in a networking lesbian. group full of like businessmen and women, you know, oh, man. Yeah. I was really, I was. I, <laughs> I think oh, rightfully so. Like it was hard, but you know what? It was worth it. It was worth it. I, yeah. I'm a better, I'm a, I, I'm a stronger person and I, and I have more confidence now because of it. And I was able to come out in front of a lot, a lot, a lot of people. So, yeah. I freaking hate that it takes courage to be yourself, but it does. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. like we still, we still live in a, a time and a place where you have to have the guts to say who you are, you know, like that's so fucking annoying to me but let's move over to uh let's move over to casper thanks for being the voyeur casper and hanging around listening in to great stories and so for you um have you had like logan's telling us about some of these you know some incidences uh, have you experienced any of that sort of stuff well i mean for the most part um i had I had a really uh, big blanket for a long time. So I stayed in for a long, long time as things were changing. As I was obviously uh, very 
very nervous to go to the open. Uh, going to work, that was one of the first ones. I had an issue with that, giving my ID, uh, be able to, you know, even get a job. Um, that was difficult. Um, biggest thing is, especially getting name tags and things like that, you have to wear, and you can't do anything about it. Even if, even if you ask, they say, no, you have to have it as your, your birth name. And until you do something about it, that's the only way that things can And I found that really hard, uh, going to work and whatnot. But once everything was changed over, I, it was really, really easy. I do have a very, very um, welcoming workplace. That, that's another thing. I've been there cool. for six years. So, and they've opened me with welcome, like open arms. They, they don't... They don't put me down. They don't look at me any different. And I have a hard time with thinking all the time is, no, you look at me different. Even though they don't, it's just in my mind, I think they look at me different if they knew. So I have a really difficult time uh, because of that. It's um, something I, I guess I was born and raised with. If you're a guy, then that's that. They might be looking at you, Casper, and thinking, what a hottie. Honestly, like, whew, you're good. Why do you have to come out? Why do you have to come out trans when you're you're fully transitioned at this point? Right? Well, so and I mean, you are a guy. A lot of the, yeah, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I really, and, and then see sometimes when people say different, it's hard because I go, what? I go, oh, right. That's right. I don't, I, oh, and then they bring that back up to light because in my mind, that's what I am, and I've never thought any different. Like even when I was a kid, I remember, I remember going, "Why doesn't mine work?" Like so many times, I'd be like, "How does dad? How does this happen? Me? What the heck?" So, anyway, yeah, it, it's always been, and it's just yeah, that that's really. But I've had, I I really keep positive about stuff because you know uh, things will always be uh, better, no matter what. I always look up, no matter what, so. That's awesome. I'm not trans, but I have to say many times in my life, I have tried to create penises on my body starting at the age of four. <laughs> and I stuck soap into my crotch once because I thought my brother's got one. I'm supposed to have one. <laughs> and I ended up with like a really bad infection because I just didn't also consider <laughs> oh, washing the soap out. Yeah. That was oh. brutal. Yeah, sounds bad. And, <laughs> and for all the ladies who are, are actually listening tonight uh, in the like online with us, they all know this is true too. That I have one of the sweetest energetic penises of all time. Like you can actually feel it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty freaking proud of you. <laughs> I love you. Oh God. Yeah. And uh, most of them have felt it too, because I've like totally dry humped half of them on here. So, <laughs> so. it's awesome. And I freaking love that feeling. I have to say, like, I, I could so go either way, I think, in my life, but there's something so sweet about this. And I'm just going to go on my own rant for a minute, but there's something so sweet about the feeling of feeling like having a penis. It's like freaking awesome. So I, yeah. I'm actually getting a little sweaty talking. <laughs> you sure you're not I'm, trans? <laughs> I'm not sure sometimes, honestly. <laughs> My husband wonders too. He's like, what are you trying to do to me? I'm like, oh. 
It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good, honey. I know where you stand on this. I'm just letting you know. Feeling it. Feeling it hard right now. <laughs> feeling the penis and the hard. <laughs> For real. I feel like, you know, I like to think, okay, I've had so many lifetimes as a man. Like, I feel like this might be truly like my first lifetime that I actually have like a woman's body. And even growing up, I, I thought I'm not really like a woman and I'm not really like a man. Like I, all my girlfriends have like big boobs and I would think that's what, like, that's woman. I'm kind of like boyish. Like I kind of have like a natural boyishly kind of body. Although when I said that last time, one of my uh, friends was listening and the response was like, are you on crack? Have you seen your body? It's like, so I'm like, thank you. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> no, I just didn't think of it that way. Cause I think of, I think of, uh, when I think of a woman's body, but the first thing I think of is big tits. That's the first thing I think of. That's my interesting perspective on women. And right. you just made me wonder what I think. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like when I think of women, I was like, if I'm fantasizing about women, the first fantasy that comes to mind is usually like big breasts. Like I just like, want to get in there. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm an ass guy. <laughs> Besides, my husband is too. He's an ass guy. Yeah. I'll show you my ass later, just for fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ooh, if you I have to. Like, we're supposed to go to like break now or something, and I'm getting like hot and freaking. Oh man. Good times. Thank on. you. <laughs> all right Whoa, let's go to break <laughs> so distracted right now <laughs> listening to the pleasure zone here on inspired choices network and we'll be right back after this commercial are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives what if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza. Every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. 
our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, I'm having a fabulous conversation about transition and transformation with my two trans guests. Uh, there's been some flirting going on and I got a little sweaty and we had to go to break. <laughs> and then in the chat room, um, for those of you who are seeing the chat room, you realize that my one friend that's in the chat room was like, big boobs, I don't have big boobs. That means you never fantasized about me, but the truth is I have, and you're welcome. So, and when I do, I'll send out the flows of energy to contribute to your life and your living and everything else. It's all about creation. All right, good times. So actually, when we, when we were having our group conversation on Facebook, you guys had some really fun stuff come up. And I want to hear about your favorite sex toys. Logan, go. Shoot. <laughs> sex toys, okay, so for me. Well, I don't know. Okay, so can I just tell you, <clears throat> I just talked to my other trans friend about this issue. Um, I, supposedly, there's these new toys because when you take testosterone, you, your bottom um, stuff, your junk grows. Yes, <laughs> into like your a, clitoris grows, right? Yeah. yeah. And so like jerking off. Uh, masturbating care business. <laughs> masturbating. Care business. Yeah, yeah. Masturbating. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, my other transparent was telling me about you sent me links to all these toys. But uh, I don't have any, so oh, I don't know cool. if my favorite. <laughs> so. Oh, that's such an interesting thought. Like I have that is awesome because I've never thought about the transition period and like what what that would be like for self-pleasuring. So that's really I'm so grateful you brought that up. It's such a uh, a cool thing to think about and fantasize about. Well, so, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> it's difficult. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's sure. cool. And yeah. and for everybody, um, in this like private chat we were having, you guys were also talking about like de depending on how many um what was it, the gro human growth hormones? Is that what's a factor in terms of like what can grow or what can't grow? What do you mean? Like um like, Genetics? Having your clitoris change into like, uh, can it can actually like, like how big can it actually grow? Well, you can actually even get stuff that you can like pump it up, <laughs> make it bigger. Right. Uh, like I think I think I think I think I read somewhere like about four inches is like the max. Oh, that dropped. Really? What, what was that? What? That part. You tell me. <laughs> huh? Casper, what's the deal? Well, you see, I uh, currently it's it's been about like a while that I've been on uh, testosterone, and it's not. I I would say it depends on the person, really. It really really does. Um, somebody can have almost um, 
handheld, right? And they can they can literally hold it. Um, wow. Some some people can, and but some people can't. And honestly, it all it's all in what does. Um, that's basically it. Like, I'll be honest. Um, since I started, I never noticed really much of a difference until a year after. So a year, wow. and that's when I started to change. That was the first well, thing. I... It, and mine was really quick once it hit, but it took a year. And then once the year hit, well, everything went uphill from there. So it, it, it kind of, it really all varies on the person. Um, same with facial hair, things like that too. It, it's all really the person. So do you guys have to be on uh, like some dose of testosterone like the rest of your lives? Yeah. Is that why a lot of people put it off for a while? Because they're like hesitant to have to take it or? That's not why I put it off. No. No. I put it off because I wanted wanted to be sure. I wanted to be like 100 and 100 million percent sure before I took hormones that that's what, you know, I mean, I knew that's what I wanted, but I wanted the hormone part. I was already trans and identified as a he, he, him, and that's who I am, man, but I didn't, I wasn't sold on hormones just for health reasons. Yeah. And so I did, I had to do a lot of research and I thought about it and, you know, I looked at the risks. I talked to doctors. I, you know, I weighed the pros and cons and I'm a pretty smart guy. And, but uh, I realized that, you know, you, you know, life is too short and I, why am I going to sit and worry about my health? You know, I know. So I decided to just, start and I was having a few health problems when I started tea but I said I'm doing it they I finally get the prescription and I'm doing it I don't care <clears throat> I'm glad I did because yeah. I'm feeling better actually I don't know it's, it's I don't know Casper do you have did you when you started tea at first have like bursts of just like massive of like energy almost like um I don't know I couldn't ex- I can't explain it my first increased shot my energy shot through the roof. Um, oh yeah. Well, see, I, I, I'll be honest. I didn't really notice much of a difference in um, myself, other than my, uh, I suppose my my ethic to basically get up every single day and do stuff. You know, like I I didn't find much of a difference though in things. Now, currently, I'm starting to find a difference in. I take my shot weekly is what I have. So what I'm doing is um, when I take my shot, I do it normally on a Monday, say, for instance. I have a great um, burst of energy, like you said, throughout a couple of days, and then it starts to wean off like for the last couple of days where I'm missing. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. So in the but in the beginning, I didn't notice too, too much, but I'm currently noticing it now only because they've switched me to weekly. Um, but I was bi-weekly and I think, I think that's the best for me. So I have to do a lot of research or I have to talk to my doctor and we I'm on research, but I'm on bi-weekly. So yeah. I notice a burst of energy for about a week and then the second week I'm so, yeah. Yeah, and it, it almost takes it, uh, it almost, your strength, it almost takes your strength right away. From it's exhausting, um, I think, maybe the first week, <laughs> you know. That's right, like, it is. 
that's right. You're 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 running off of off of it, and then all of a sudden it's gone, and it's um. But I feel as though once it steadies out, that that's where it really gets better. Because currently, like I said, I'm going through um a lot of hormone changes right now. It was up, and then I was down, and so my doctor's trying to level me back out. So right now I'm just on weekly. So once I switch over to bi-weekly, I believe, I believe I'll be all right. <laughs> but currently, right now, it's just a roller coaster. <laughs> Are you on the max dose now? I believe the- yes, I am on the max dose, and she's got me set for now. Cool. Yeah. Do you ever cool. feel like super aggressive too? I mean, like testosterone is supposed to like kick in the aggression. Like, do you ever feel like just punching stuff and like going out running a marathon and becoming a warrior? Running a marathon. Um, yeah. saving the world, nice. <laughs> you know, Did, didn't you have that always though? Healing you everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, um, uh, anger. I, I have to know, I have to say that I've noticed, um, some like Bert, like, okay, this is very out of character for me. I, I tell you, like, it's, it's, I'm in a whole different headspace. Like whole, I used to be extremely sensitive, hypersensitive, cry all the time. Everything made me cry. I haven't cried in, I don't know how, for a long time. And um, I actually like it because I used to be a big baby, just saying. And it was a little embarrassing, just, you know, as a, as a guy identifying, right? And um, so I like that change a lot. Anyway, I don't know where I was going. I no, I like that. That's a great response. So Casper, did you get like emotional as well? Did you end up just like feeling like, forget it, I'm going hunting, even though it's not hunting season or anything well, intense happening? I mean, when I, within my, uh, well, I guess I could go back to say, for instance, relationship or something. I, I was probably the crier in the relationship back then. So I kind of, I kind of feel you on that one. But now, yes, it's simmered out. Um, but <laughs> mind, mind you, I have, you know, certain, certain things, if I get to a certain extent that it's, you know, I can't handle things anymore, then I will still have a bit of a, you know, cry, but nothing like it was before. <laughs> yeah, I haven't cried. I got to try. I asked Peyton about that, my buddy. I said, uh, hmm. <laughs> I said, cause something sad happened. And I was like, I could feel it. Like, and I was like, and I was like. What? I couldn't like it just didn't come. I'm sorry. And Peyton said he had to come come off tea to to to, to grieve his his mom's death. He had to come off tea for a year so he could cry. I think my husband's testosterone must be really high because I've seen him cry three times ever. And it's always been about cats. Not even people, just cats. I'm still really compassionate and kind and all of that stuff. I'm just not as sensitive and and I'm not and it's good it's very 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 good I've grown I've grown a thicker skin basically and I needed to you know I needed to not that sensitivity is a is isn't a superpower because it is but I I'm tired I'm ready for like some thicker skin you know it's exhausting you know 47 years of being sensitive hypersensitive we're the same age Logan oh wow cool I actually told my daughter today, I'm like, I'm talking to my secret boyfriend tonight. Daughter son is just like laughing at me. It's like, you have a crush, don't you? I'm like, 
well, that's nice. <laughs> it was quite funny. It's kind of like the the funny thing in the house now that you're my crush. So oh, man. I was like, I don't know how old Logan is, but I have a crush on him. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you're uh, you know what? <laughs> oh, shucks. Getting red again. This is such a fun show. <laughs> so um, I can ask you guys a really kind of extremely personal question about, like, when you start tea, how long does it take for the menstruation to stop? Mine stopped a little before tea. Oh, did it? Pretty That's much. Cool. I mean, you know, every now and then I have one, but. I'm, I'm nearing menopause for the age in my family. Uh, my sister was done when she was 49. So like I, this year I started just, like just, I'm turning 48 in like three weeks. Um, so I'd say about six months, it's been pretty much nothing. And then the tea, I had one since I started tea. So pretty much nothing, really, no. It just, I don't have it. So I wonder how that switches to, um, it must also do something like, in terms of, yeah, the menopause stuff, that must be such an interesting experience in the body. Just hormonally, like, it's like, it got to be an interesting thing happening. Um, because it's right at around the same time for you, where, where yeah, well, Casper is a lot younger, right? So that's different. When, when they, with the, with the testosterone, I think, what's happened is it's sort of it's just like it's replacing the estrogen so the menopause symptoms and all of that just stopped now i think what's stopping them is probably the testosterone you know but um you know because i was having one every now and then but it wasn't very often so um yeah what was that like for you casper was it like done pretty fast I I was very very irregular when I started anyway. I would go like three months without anything, mm-hmm. and it'd be like three days of horrible death experiences, and then um, after that it'd be another three months or maybe longer, depend. Yeah, I never really was regular. Um, started testosterone, it was probably not even shots in at that time I was bi-weekly so only took a month about about a month to stop yeah what is it like psychologically to like know you're a man and then you're looking at your body and it's having a period like what does anything like like, does anything go through your head like how is this happening like anything every every single time I say there is nothing right about this. <laughs> nothing right about the guy having this. Nothing right. Nothing right about this. <laughs> Try to make fun of it, you know? <laughs> like, no, you know. yeah, you kind of have to, right? Because I'm just thinking, like, if no, it was it makes in my you head, I'd be thinking this is awkward. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's nasty, and I'm glad it's over. <laughs> no offense or anything. It's not It's not a bad no. thing to happen. If I was a man Me. and I was having a period, Ooh. I'd be pretty fucking annoyed uh, just saying right yeah i don't know yeah. that's a really i know it's a really weird question but i'm thinking like that to me would be such a reminder like this constant reminder of my body is not how i identify um yeah yeah yep 
yeah similar for you Casper too is it just like one of those like thank all that's gone yeah it's kind of I'm kind of glad it's just gone uh I think I think it really all uh depends too because before I started testosterone I never really I it bothered me but I like I said I didn't really have that I think what most bothered me was um I I was perfectly happy with the way I looked before testosterone until I started testosterone. Then I got a really bad chest dysphoria, and then I could not sleep without my binder on. And it's um it's a struggle. Um I do I'm fine now, but it was a whole year of my life when I first started because I couldn't look at it. I did yeah. not want to look at it. So that was difficult, but that was only, like I said, when I started testosterone. So I really think it had a lot to do with that. I binders are something that yeah. you're really only supposed to wear for like a max of eight mm -hmm. hours, right? They can yeah, be, yeah. you don't and exercise really in them. Do and, damage. Yeah. It can do so much and that's the issue. And that's where, I mean, like I said, now I'm been, I've been fine, but it was that first year and it just really, really bothered me. Yeah, it's oh, bothering it's me. Yeah. It's bothering me too. I want my surgery. I'm waiting. Oh. And like we said, Logan, you can just give me your boots and then we're good. Yeah, because you know they're you trade like it up. big ones. Here you go. I know. <laughs> trade those big. We'll just trade them up. Like so easy. Done. <laughs> anyway, I'm ready for the. Uh, I I gotta tell you, I I'm way more dysphoric yeah, now than I was before about my chest because now my everything here is changing, and yeah. that doesn't match. You know what I mean? It's not matching. That's not matching. My body's straightening out. Everything's changing, but that's that. Well, that is too. It's going lower, but it's not. It's going anywhere. Yeah. You know, so. Guys, you can't even imagine this show's almost over. We've got like one minute left. So I got to take back ownership of this wild ride. I want to really thank you both for being on this show. And I'll have you guys back on for more conversations and follow-ups and see how things are going. Like after, you know, another few months of tea and how you're feeling and how things are going with the body dysmorphia. And there's, there can be a lot of gender dysmorphia and body dysmorphia. If you don't know what those words mean, feel free to Google them. So generally unhappiness with your body and a lot of people experience that in different ways but definitely if you're trans that's going to be a really big thing that occurs for sure thank you for listening to the pleasure zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. the pleasure zone returns next monday at 8 p.m eastern 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.